Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Still waiting on Dave Campbell. Uh... I'm Taylor Phillips alongside um, Louis Tenor. Uh, Dave Campbell uh, just just got my uh, just got the phone number to call in as a co-host and the call ID as well. Louis uh, Louis Ten- Tenor, how are we doing tonight? We're doing fine. Pretty good. Um, yeah. We're going to get to the playoffs uh, later on in the show, but uh, a lot to discuss, uh, including the Tigers uh, getting blanked by the Indians in the middle game of the three-game series at Progressive Field in Cleveland. Uh, Got some Lions news and some Red Wings news as well. Uh, Dave Campbell still uh, taking some time. Uh, logging into the chat and uh, calling in. While we have a moment, uh, for all the callers out, for all the guests out there, you must identify them. You must identify yourselves on the chat room if you are unnamed. Also, if you want to call in, you can. You can also do so at 724-444-7444. Again, that number is 724-444-7444. Hi, Rich. Call ID number is 141-123. Again, the call ID number is 141-123. All I got to do is Hello. Hey, uh, Dave. How, how's it going? Yes. All right. This is Taylor, I assume. Yep, that, that is correct. All right. All right. You ready to do this thing? Yeah, it's our first time, so let's try to try it. All right. Good. All right. So uh, the Tigers uh, got blank for nothing by the Cleveland Indians at Progressive Field in the middle. the middle game of the three-game series. Uh, Anibal Sanchez uh, dueled against a, against Corey Kluber, who, who had a had a four-plus ERA in that uh, going into tonight's game. Uh, let me see here. The Indians scored the Indians scored four runs in the fourth inning. On an RBI single by Mike Michael Brantley, an RBI double by Mike Napoli, 
a wild pitch scoring Brantley, and an RBI double by Jan Gomes. Before that, actually looking good before that fourth. Yeah, uh, yeah. Besides that fourth inning, but yeah, I mean, before that, before the before that fourth four run bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, the Tigers were threatening in the top of the fourth inning with runners on the corners and nobody out in the in the infield drawn in. Justin Upton was at third. Uh, James McCann at bat, and he hit into a 5-4-3 double play with the infield drawn in. Uh, Upton, uh, some say Upton might have had a chance to score. Uh, a, a bit of a slim chance, but Upton uh, still might have taken it uh, while the Indians were trying to turn, t- were in the middle of turning two there in uh, Upton. Uh, yeah, you should have. I mean, I've been watching mean, watch that one. I was on the way yeah, home. I, I was listening to it on the radio. And Jim and Dan both said that was just bad base running. He should have scored. I know. I, I yeah, and I watched some of the game and it was and it was bad at, and and the team is unwatchable. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Justin Upton um, might have had a fifty fifty chance to uh, to score a run, or or get uh, or get nailed in a rundown. Just like yeah. just like two yeah. yeah, just like two years ago uh, when uh, Ian Kinsler uh, got caught in a rundown to avoid a double play. Two years ago, in in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, against the Diamondbacks, Jeff Moss uh, uh, captured it on YouTube and uh, and and uh, headlined the video. Rod Allen is an imbecile because Rod <laughs> Allen said um, it, it was the right play by Kinsler because the because the Tigers uh, would have. Because the Tigers would have had a double play uh, turn against them, turn against them, and Kinsler not not come home. At first, I thought Justin Upton uh, could have could have stayed at third because because uh, he because had, had had he got out at at, at the play, which was uh, a better chance. Which was uh, greater chance? Which was greater chances of, which there were greater chances of of, of that happening, that than than scoring. Well, you still have two There still would have been there still would have yeah. been a scoring chance for Anthony Ghost to drive him home with a single, even mm-hmm. though Anthony Ghost uh, doesn't has a very low batting average. It, it it's still a chance to uh, put the Tigers on the board. Yes. You still got, you got to be aggressive in that situation. <clears throat> I know. But aggressive and smart. And it seems like the Tigers just haven't been smart on the base passes since for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Rich says uh, Taylor Flips, Phillips. Uh, Flips is not my nickname. Only I choose my nickname, Rich. 
but thank you. I'm going to boycott Little Caesars until the Red Wings get their stuff together. But but anyway, um, Adamal Sanchez allowed all four runs, and he deserved to lose that game. He drops to three and three. He he allowed all those four earned runs on four hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. His ERA is uh, is five eighty seven. Corey Kluber uh, pitched a complete game shutout. He allowed just five hits, walked two, and struck out seven. His ERA is now down to three thirty five. The Tigers have uh, had Kluber's number going into going into tonight's matchup. The Tigers' offense against Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. But uh, but their offense uh, continues to uh, to to sputter like a pop gun. Yeah, it's just when they're not hitting, they're not getting on base. Very few guys draw walks on that team. And just, you know, the only way they get on base is they get hits, and things like. Mm. Nick Castellanos was the only Tiger hitter to come up with more than one hit. He finished two for three, and his average is now 378. He continues to be red hot, does Nick Castellanos. Uh, Ian Kinsler went 0 for 4. J.D. Martinez went 0 for 4 as well. Uh, just a just a rough night for Kinsler at the plate. Uh, J.D. Martinez continues to uh, scuffle at the plate. His average is now down. His average is now down to 260. Miguel Cabrera, Victor Martinez, and Justin Upton each with one hit, one for four. Cabrera 275. Victor 341. Justin Upton 252. James McCann went over two with a uh, finished over two with a walk, but his but his average is now down to one hundred. Don't don't you think uh, Jared Saltzlamakia should uh, get another start b- behind the plate tomorrow night? I thought he, yeah, I thought he should have started tonight. Just yeah. I don't know the numbers on him against Kubo, uh, but. Maybe being a left-handed back is cool with my health. Right. Uh, guess too rich. Uh, my co-host for tonight's name is Dave. Uh, not Trevor. Uh, an NBA scoring update. The Cavaliers are uh, drilling the Hawks. You can see that on TNT. Commercial break. No, no, I'm not going to be cruel this time. Just uh, I don't need to Google this. Google the score. It's on NBA.com. Right now, it is 
117 at 88. The, Cat- the Cavaliers scored 77 points in the in the first half. Uh, 556 left in the fourth quarter. Cavs are going to go up two zip. Mm-hmm. And that game was over in the first quarter. I turned off then. Yep. And tomorrow, only another uh, tomorrow again, only one NBA playoff game on hand. Heat at Raptors at eight o'clock. The Heat, the Heat, uh, nip game, nip them in game one. On one hundred two ninety six on Tuesday. That was last night. Game two is on ESPN tomorrow night at eight at Air Canada Center. Guess four. No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give my take on that. I just Toronto was just lucky to make it into overtime last night. Uh, what are the specials tonight? The specials. What do you mean? Um, moving on here. Uh, Michael Fulmer starts against Trevor Bauer tomorrow night at six ten on Fox Sports Detroit. Tigers and Indians, the three-game series. The Tigers will try to salvage one to avoid the sweep. Tigers are now fourteen and twelve. The Indians are twelve and twelve. I'm not going to. Well, I'm not going to block anybody on the chat, but I'm going to ignore what is uh, what is nuts. Ignore all the comments that have nothing to do with sports whatsoever even if they are clean. But uh, Michael Fulmer is 1-0 with a 3.60 ERA. He uh, that, that was his only start. That was Friday night. That was last Friday night against the Minnesota Twins at Target Field. Uh, his ERA wound up at 3.60 going into tomorrow night. I thought he was uh, a fish. Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, on the other hand, Trevor Bauer is 1 0 as well, but he has a 528 ERA. Mm. Yeah, Flew will pitch a pretty well Friday night against Minnesota. Trevor Bauer's last uh, outing against the Tigers uh, was a dandy. Uh, I think Trevor Bauer only allowed one run on Saturday in a 10-1 drubbing uh, on a Saturday. That was like two two or three Saturdays ago. Uh, uh, that was last month. But uh, but uh, Trevor Bauer just um, just um, shut down the Tigers' offense with ease. The last time they the last time the offense tried to match up with him, uh, 
Now we now we have Lewis Kenor with uh, other scores from around Major League Baseball. Take it away, Lewis. Thank you. All right, I'll start with uh, I'll start with a few finals first. Uh, Marlins over the D-backs, four to three. Blue Jays over the Rangers, four to three. Um, as you mentioned, the Indians shot the Tigers four nothing. Oh boy. Early this afternoon, the Rockies shot the Padres to zip. The Mariners and Athletics had a slugfest, and the Mariners won away nine to eight. Where was the where was the pitching in that game? Nowhere. I'm a little bit surprised by this. How the Royals are struggling this season, and today was no exception. As the Nationals just just annihilated them thirteen to two. Mm, champs to jump in one year. Well, it's happened before, but it's still it's still depressing. Angels must have had a miracle on the day because they beat the Brewers seven to three. Bray, okay, well, one night after the Mets only got one hit, this time uh, they came back strong with an eight nothing shot over the Braves. So just a little hiccup uh, here and there. Reds over the Giants seven to four. Whoops, I'm going the wrong way here. All right. Uh, top of the seventh, Phillies are leading the Cardinals 4-3 to three right now uh, with um, one out, nobody on. Twin, uh, Astros are leading the Twins 9-4 to four in the bottom of the fifth. One on and uh, nobody out. Midway through the seventh, the, in the battle of the Sox, the red are being the white 4-2. to two. As we now go into the seventh inning stretch. Hmm. White Sox versus Red Sox. Hmm. I prefer green. No. Uh Rays versus the Do- Rays are up on the Dodgers eight to five in the bottom of the eighth right now. It's uh two and two and two is the count, nobody out on Miller. Bottom nine, Yankees are having an easy time with the Birds of Baltimore. Seven to nothing. Baltimore is coming up to bat. They're in a commercial right now, so it doesn't really give... Oh, here we are. Uh, Ren Renamold is up for the is up for the Orioles. And Washington and Pittsburgh are tied at two in the third period, 17-10 to go. Uh, 17-40 to go. Take that back. So I'll keep my eyes on that. I'll keep my eyes on some other stories, too, in um, in the hockey world. Uh, it, is, it is... It is tied at two after two, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals at Consul Energy Center in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh still leads the series two games to one. Okay, Dave. Uh Moving to another topic here. Uh, according to the score.com's Mitch Sanderson, Lions sign, the Lions have signed wide receiver Andre Caldwell to a one-year deal to complete the wide receiver slots. A source told Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk at, M- at NBCSports.com. 
Caldwell spent the last four seasons with the Denver Broncos. Last season, he uh, he came up with ten catches for he came up came up with ten catches for seventy seventy two yards and two touchdowns in fourteen games last season. Three catches for thir- and three catches for thirty six yards in the playoffs. He's thirty one years old. He's the third wide receiver that the Lions claimed in free agency this off season. And he will compete with Jeremy Curley, T.J. Jones, and Corey Fuller for playing time off the bench while Marvin Jones is projected to be the number one wide receiver. Welcome, Jimmy Pop. Uh, Dave Campo, uh, I, I, uh, if, 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 you, if you had time to read into it, uh, but what are your thoughts? I was just uh, good. Uh, they just signed for depth. He's probably lost more depth in the receiver position. I really don't expect much from him since his uh his production really hasn't really done much since the 2010-2011 season in Cincinnati. And since then, his production really has been minimum. We probably just bring him in for some depth and competition for the like, fourth and fifth spots. Lions have already uh, announced their uh, schedule. Audrey Meyer could get some softball scores. There are none. We don't. We don't cover it. So uh, just uh, just a small uh, just some small news there from the Lions there. Uh, the Red Wings are uh, looking for for an assistant coach since uh, Tony Granato left to become the the head coach of the uh, of the Wisconsin Badgers. Ken, Ken Holland said there are no in, internal candidates. Chris Chelios was a part-time assistant coach, said, uh, and he said late in the season he, that he is not interested in a full-time position due to family commitments. So that that leaves the Red Wings in a search for a new assistant coach. Also, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, Calgary Flames, Minnesota Wild, and Ottawa Senators have vacancies as well. And Ken Holland declined declined to Ken Holland declined to reveal any candidates. Here are some possibilities. Mark Crawford, Todd Richards, Guy Boucher, Mike Yale, Yale, Dakota, former Red Wings assistant coach Paul McLean, Trent Yanni, and John Torchetti. Crawford has had a lot of experience. Uh, he he, uh, he he has been the, he had been the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche in the late nineties. He, he won it with them in nineteen ninety six, and has a career record of five hundred forty nine wins, four hundred four hundred twenty one regular. Regulation losses, 100 ties, and 77 overtime losses, including 
shootout losses in 15 seasons with the Avalanche, Vancouver Canucks, the Colorado Avalanche, Vancouver Canucks, Los Angeles Kings, and Dallas Stars. And he has stated he is willing to serve as an assistant if he doesn't get a head coaching job. Todd Richards, the winningest coach in Columbus Blue Jackets history, going 127-112 and 21 over parts of four seasons before being replaced by John Tortorella on October 21st, following an 0-7 start, following following an 0-7 start to this past regular season. And Richards is the only Blue Jackets coach to win a playoff game. He also coached the the Minnesota Wild for two seasons and has a career record of 204, 176, and 37. Guy Boucher, he coached uh, South Carolina Burn of the or S3. SC Burn of the Swiss League, that's Sweden, overseas in Europe, Swiss League for two-plus seasons before being fired on November 18th when indicated his desire to return to the NHL. This is from MLive.com's Ansar Khan. Boucher was Steve Eiserman's first head coach with the Tampa Bay Lightning going 97-78-20 in two-plus seasons, including a run to the Eastern Conference Finals his first year, losing to Boston in seven games. He also re- he also reportedly interviewed for the head coaching job in Ottawa. Mike Yao has a career record of 173, 132, and 44 thus far, which totals up to 176 total losses, regulation and overtime combined in four-plus seasons as head coach of the Wild before being fired on February 13th, following a, following a 1-11-2 stretch. His team made the playoffs three times, losing each time to, to the Chicago Blackhawks twice in the second round. He was, a, he was an assistant coach for the Pittsburgh Penguins the previous four years, including the two years they faced the Red Wings in the Cup Finals, 2000, 2008 and 2009. I'll get to the comments in a second, in a, in a few minutes. Uh, Yao also reportedly interviewed for the Ottawa job. Doug Huda, he spent the Doug Huda spent the, Doug Huda spent the past ten seasons as an assistant coach. As an assistant coach for the Boston Bruins, he was fired on April 14th, a second-round pick by the Red Wings in 1984. This journeyman journeyman defenseman played in 172 games over parts of six seasons in Detroit. Former Red Wings assistant coach coach, uh, Paul former Red Wings assistant coach Paul McClain spent six seasons as an assistant under Mike Babcock in Detroit before getting hired as the head coach in Ottawa, where he went 
won 14.90 in 35 and 3-plus seasons and won the Jack Adams Award as the NHL's top coach in 2013. Guess night is a guess night is a slime is a slime wad. Uh, Paul McLean has been linked to to the Minnesota to the Minnesota Wild and Calgary Flames jobs. He spent this past this past season as an assistant in Anaheim under Bruce Boudreaux, who was fired recently after the first round playoffs loss to to the Nashville Predators. Got two more here. Bear with us. He's coached for eight years in the NHL, parts of the parts of two seasons that, as the head coach of, of the Chicago Blackhawks and and stints as an assistant with them, the San Jose Sharks and Ducks, where he spent the past where he spent the past two seasons. And finally, John Torchetti. Hey, guest eleven. The interim head coach in Minnesota after Yale was fired, Torchetti is still being considered for the permanent job. The Wild went 15-11-1 under Torchetti to reach the playoffs where they lost to the, they lost to the Dallas Stars. Torchetti has extensive Torchetti has ex, Torchetti has extensive coaching experience in various leagues, including NHL stints in Tampa Bay that, uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers, and the Los Angeles Kings. The Atlanta Thrashers, then, and the Chicago Blackhawks. So, uh, so Dave, uh, what say you? What, what would, uh, what, who would be the best uh, candidate? Well, obviously, uh, Mark Crawford's a big name out there. He might, um, with his experience, I know, when he's kind of tough, he might, uh, uh, get some respect out of out of the players in the locker room because oh, like with Jeff Ross report they seem to uh a little mutiny in the locker room against Blashell. Maybe because uh Crawford's his experience that might help you know ease things in the locker room. And uh the other guys, you know, they've been not successful with Crawford but uh, Yao, back in Minnesota, has done a pretty good job. And, uh, and I don't know if you want Paul McClain, but I think he's already, you know, he's already here on the Babcock, and other players might resent having you know, another uh, Babcock guy here. Whatever they get for an assistant coach should be a uh, need someone to help uh, with a power play because this year's power play gets, was very bad. So, uh, so uh, what's your final answer? I think they might uh, make an offer to Crawford if he's willing to, like you said, he's willing to. Uh, going to be an assistant with his experience, you know, he might help the team more than 
any other guys? Yeah, the best uh, the best on the list is uh, Mark Crawford, and I would have to go with him too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why not go with him? He has a he has a lot of experience as head coach. Uh, and he's and he's won a Stanley Cup. He's won a Stanley Cup as a head as a head coach in the past. And he's been on the NHL for quite a few years now, so he's probably itching to get back in. Right. Uh, guest twelve says, "LOL, Mark Crawford? Question mark. The guy who wanted to see Detroit burn. He must have had a change of heart." If he chooses to, if he chooses the wings, I think the whole the whole team wanted to try to see to try to burn. Remember, a very intense rivalry back then. Just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Angela Thomas, uh, who was logged logged into logged into it. Uh, no, I didn't. Not run her out. This is a this is a tough crowd in the chat chat window. Just one minute here. All right, the the chat is uh the, the chat window is uh, uh is not being used anymore. So So uh, we're, I'm not going to be bothered any any we're not going to be bothered anymore. It, it's uh It's just final. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow any any chat comments anymore on my show. It's uh, just uh, some idiots that just want to keep pissing me off for no reason and just wouldn't go away. <laughs> so I, I I blocked the entire chat. So um, one last uh, couple couple more uh, sources here. Uh, Former Michigan State Spartans men's basketball guard Keith Appling was charged for possession of AK-47, of an AK-47, uh, like a handgun or something like that. That's an assault rifle. At a strip club in Dearborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And uh, the Spartans uh, recruit the Spartans men's basketball team, speaking of whom, recruited somebody. Mm. Let me look that up real quick. He was charged with carrying carrying a, a concealed weapon, possessing possessing a loaded firearm in a in or upon a vehicle, and possess, possession of marijuana, according to Chris Soleri of the of the Lansing State Journal. Yeah, they want to retaliate that like that, huh? Mm. Yeah, those those pieces of trash want to want to retaliate like that. I'll take action about this. I can do it. Bunch of children that they'll never grow up, but. Um, Tara Edwards of WXYZ confirmed the arrest, noting, quote, it is not clear what Appling was allegedly planning to do with the weapon, unquote. Uh, Yeah, just uh, nothing else to cover on that one, but um, I want to get your thoughts, Dave. I have not much to say, really, just being just being stupid, really going around carrying, you know, an assault rifle and a handgun. You're just looking for trouble, then and you won't get it. Keith Appling, uh, <coughs> Keith Appling uh, is a six six one guard. He played in five games for the Magic during the two thousands during the during this past NBA regular season, 2015-2016, the only regular season action he has seen in his NBA career, he he averaged just 1.2 points, 0.2 assists, 0.2 rebounds, and and 0.2 steals per contest, and was largely a non-factor for Orlando. Uh. He is more notable for. He is more Hello. notable. Hey, guest sixteen, what's up? Appling is more notable for his collegiate career with the Spartans. He played all four years under head coach Tom Izzo, still a current Izzo. head coach of MSU, and averaged eleven plus points per game in each of his last three seasons. Michigan State reached the elite eight, the elite eight in his senior year, where it lost to where they lost to the the Yukon Huskies, Connecticut. So uh, that that takes care of that. MS, MSU lands a front court lift from Michigan State. Twenty four seven Sports dot com. Mike Wilson writes, 
UNLV grad transfer Ben Carter announced on his Twitter handle that he will attend MSU next season on Wednesday. He is six foot nine, two hundred twenty-five pounds, and average he averaged eight point six points and six point zero rebound six point zero rebounds per game in twenty in twenty-two games with the Rebels last season. So uh, the Spartans uh, picked up a grad a graduate transfer uh, in in Ben Carter. I think I think um, that's what the Spartans needed, didn't they, Dave? Yeah, you can. You always use some big bodies, and you know, being six nine is is going to help, especially with uh. Costello, you know, even you know, graduating this year. And you know, you can big buy down low, have some depth down low. And he has the experience, obviously, you know, being drafted to transfer. So I think it should help him out next season. He may not, you know, be the go to the score, but he, sh- he should get his uh, points and get the rebounds and help him out down low. I I, actually, I absolutely agree. So uh so uh, those are those are all the topics that that we've covered for tonight. Uh Lewis uh one more time with the scores. All right. Well, and before I do I I have a few other I have one um concerning the um possible possibly OJB Bickerstaff joining the uh, Lakers coaching staff if he does not decide to stay with the Rockets. Uh, we are still tied at two with 6-10 to go with Washington and Pitt. And um, Yankees crush the Birds 7 nothing, And the Cavaliers and the Hawks no contest 123-98. to That was the final. The Cavaliers go up two two games to none. And other games still in pro- uh, still in progress, or maybe just ending. So just give me a second here, and I'll have one. Okay. Uh, right now, in the bottom of the eighth, Red Sox lead the White Sox five to two. In the middle of the sixth, oh wow, listen to this one here. Astros are demolishing the Twins now, fourteen to four. Midway through the sixth inning, Oop, like. Phillies still up four to, th- uh, and they have two. Man, I with nobody out. Phillies are up 4-3 over the Cardinals in the 8th. And the bottom all of the 8th. The and all the rest are, are finished. All right. You can, catch, you can catch the Red Sox and White Sox game on ESPN. The site is U.S. Cellular Field. It, it's 5-2. to two. Uh, Can the White Sox make a comeback? And make this a make this a game again. I hope so. So, uh, Dave and Lewis, I thank you both for uh, helping me out here. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Thanks very much. And mm-hmm. Dave Campbell and Lewis Tenor. I, I'm Taylor Phillips. Signing off. 
We will talk to you again tomorrow night at 10 on the Detroit on the Michigan Sports Truth on Talk Show. This has been episode 23, episode 24 at 10. GTFN Todd's off for now. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.